Thank you so much for being here today, Nina. I really appreciate your time. How are you? I'm great. It's a great Monday here, so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Where are you? You said from here. Where are you right now? I'm in Georgia in the United States. Oh, I'm in Georgia too. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Georgia too. Um, out here, okay. I, people, when when you say you're in Georgia, you usually say you're in, in Atlanta. But I'm a little bit farther from Atlanta, about thirty minutes away. But I'm definitely within the state. <laughs> okay, I'm in Gwinnett County. I'm in Gwinnett County too. So, what? We're probably like down the street from each other. Exactly, from clubhouse for hallway to the streets. <laughs> I think mine says no. I think I put Atlanta, but um, I'm not exactly in Atlanta because, especially depending on the traffic. Right. But that's anyway. Sorry, side note. But yes, I'm in Bu- I'm in Buford. I don't care if people in the house. That's amazing. That's that's pretty much like 10, 20 minutes from me. That's not too far at all. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, no, we could have met in person. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Let's yeah, the world's back open now, so we can definitely do that. Yeah. Have you gotten your shot? So I got both my COVID shots. Oh, you did. Well, I haven't gotten mine yet, and I, I, people, I don't know. I want to, but at the same time, I'm just like, let me let me see what's going on. You know, I'm not going out too much either. You're, I know your eyes are like, you're giving me those big <laughs> eyes. Like, <laughs> you better do something about it. <laughs> what? Just go get it. I got it incoming, and it was so fast. I went in the morning, and it like the second one didn't even have any impact on me. My arm barely hurt. So you just need to do it because anything is worse than COVID. One of my good friends, he does websites. And he got, he was in the hospital from it. It, his second shot, he got like, anyway, but still better than COVID. Cause I've had two family members die from COVID. So oh. that's why. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So we're in the same state. We're close near each other, but we're doing this via Zoom. And I apologize for my creepy background making me fade in and out no you're fine it's okay i would love people to know more about you you know just give people an overview of what you do and i would love to you know take it up from there sure so i am an attorney by education but i do not practice law when i was in law school it was in the late 90s and like the internet was just kind of getting started. And I I was reading a magazine one day and there was this like thing about the lipstickpage.com and I was like, hmm, what's that? And I went on there and from that I found a beauty channel and it was like my stress reliever during law school. And I started, I was an administrator on it and that was back in like the early 2000s and we had over 100,000 unique viewers a month. 
which nowadays isn't as big, but back then, right, when it was first starting, that was huge. Like, it was more than a full-time job, and I got paid in, like, nail polish. So I had a lot of nail polish, but not a lot of money or time. And then um, I've kind of done a little bit of everything with digital marketing just because I think it's really fun. So I've built people's websites. I've done Google ads since 2005. Um, Then I moved into like social media management and did their build up Facebook channels. And then in about 2017, I decided that even though I don't like most attorneys, since I am an education, you know, educated attorney, I might as well use that to combine it with my marketing knowledge and make more money. And so I write mostly, I now I mostly write scripts for attorneys to use on YouTube and I grow their YouTube channels. And I can do YouTube ads, but my strategy has always been organic growth for my clients, like long-term loyal customers that stay with them for years because that's what I started with in 1999 when we were in this beauty channel and I'm still friends with most of like the core group of people from there on my Facebook, like probably 150 of them are all people that I met way back then. And we've seen each other's lives. We've seen each other's children be born and graduate high school and get married and everything, you know? And so that's what I help my clients with. And you know, so that's fun for me. And I always tell my clients, like, I would rather get you 10 paying, loyal, lifetime clients than 10,000 that never even see your stuff. But, oh, I have this vanity number of 10,000, you know. But I do build their channels. I mean, I've gotten clients from, like, under 100 subscribers to four, 5,000, 10,000, 18,000. So I do grow it as well, but just that's never my goal. It's lifetime loyal customers that are always going to buy from you and then send their friends to buy from you too. That's amazing. I love the story, especially when you think about organic, because people think organic is like the hardest thing. It's like buying organic food from the market. You like it's so expensive, (laughs) you know, but you think about creating value over time and your health actually gets better. Your your stealth online gets better. You're able to be more um, adaptable. You're adaptive. You can be able to build strategies have things in place that people can be able to learn from you. But now I'm sure people are wondering, okay, that's an amazing scoreline, but how do I start? You know, how do I get to that point? I have all the content. I have all the strategies. I'm probably missing one or two, but how can I fill in those loops to make sure that I can get those numbers that I'm looking for per quarter? Well, so it depends on the channel. Right, because every channel is going to be a little different. So, my where I've grown them the most is on Facebook and YouTube. And um, I would say, so I I don't know if you know this, but like it's frustrating sometimes in marketing that people want us to be unicorns, right. and they're like, know everything, do everything, know every channel, and it's just impossible to do that. Like I just. You can't because I could literally spend 
all of my time studying copywriting alone and not even write anything. Like I literally, because it's like things, they stay the same, but they also change and you're constantly updating and like just writing. I was looking today and there's a book specifically for Instagram, Gen X, Gen Z, some Gen, like how to market to them. And I was like, oh, I should look at that. And I was like, are you crazy? Stop, stop. You know, like focus, focus, focus. So for Facebook, the big thing is, and again, it changes. We have these algorithm changes and then we have the, oh my God, the Apple, Mm -hmm. you know, change. So Facebook, it's just anywhere. Be your authentic self. Be yourself. But here's the big thing, okay? Here's the huge thing. Nobody cares about you. Right. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) So be yourself and focus on the people that you want to help. Because they could give two kootenannies about you and your life. You know? Mm -hmm. And unless it impacts them specifically. So... Um, you just have to, when you go into anything, hopefully you're doing it because you like, I like to help people and I like to connect people with people who can help them. Yeah. And I like to know that I'm making their life better because I've been around them. And so that's what my goal is. Sure. It's nice peripherally to earn money and have people be like, yeah, you you did this. You got a million views for me on YouTube, right? Yeah, that's nice. But I also see like, oh, somebody comes in and says, you changed my life for the better because I found this information that helped me. Yeah. Right? So, so the nitty gritty besides, so the big thing is decide one, how you're a little bit unique but recognize that really none of us are unique and special snowflakes. Um, so you kind of, you have to somehow make yourself stand out and please don't do it with the, like I was born in a garbage can and now I drive a Lamborghini story. Right. Cause we're all sick of that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, um, and then you have to talk to that your ideal customer how they talk to anyone else about their problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go where they are, see how they're saying things. Um, you can do that by going into different Facebook groups. You can do that by going into different Reddit groups. You can do that by searching on Google Trends. Um, but you just need to know how they're talking. And then when you talk, talk that way, right? Now, I I am in no way saying that you should, uh, like I grew up in Philadelphia, and if you get me mad, I'll probably get my old silly accent out, but I'm not gonna be like, hey, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't be fake about it. So I'm not saying you should act like you're that person, but, there are certain ways that people talk. There's certain things that they'll say that really are their huge pain point, their huge thing in their life that if they got that solved, 
they feel like it would cure the, everything in their life. Right. And that's what you have to talk to. And you have to do that when you post on Facebook, when you make videos, when you write your titles or write your descriptions or all of those things, you have to put that out there that way. And then people find you because what do we all do nowadays? We either go to Google and type in, how do I do this? Or we say it into our phone, right? How do I do this? And then it looks it up for us. Exactly. And then they find you. Exactly. I feel like that's really a point that people get to miss. It's such a simple step, but people kind of like overlook it because they don't think that it matters just because everybody's doing it. You know, it's like it's not... It's not specific. Like people are just searching for things. They're going around in circles. Oh, I can't find content. Oh, I can't do this. And I'm like, it's literally in front of your eyes. You just have to look at what is going on. But there's some people who just don't know what steps to take. Would you would you advise them to have a coach? Or do you want them to first get settled and get everything together before they now hire a coach and help them, you know, pivot? I mean, I think every person's a little different. Well, and like you and I met on Clubhouse, that's another excellent place to find what, to hear how people are saying what they need help with, right? right? Like I go into attorney groups and I just sit there and listen to them talking about marketing and how hard it is and how they don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me answer that. Let me answer that. Right. So, um, I do think that you have to be willing to invest money in your growing your business. And I do think that having a coach or a mentor or a mastermind or however you, you work best is very, very helpful. I don't know that you know, I can only say for me personally, I don't know that at the beginning of my, like, oh, this is fun for me that I would have enjoyed having to get a coach right away because I think I would have, it wouldn't have been fun, you know? So, I mean, we each, we each know our own individual circumstances. I think it is incredibly bad to go into debt to get a coach to start a business that you don't have any clients in. Mm. So I 100% would say, don't be stupid. <laughs> don't do that, okay? Like, I have, I don't know. There's, everybody out there has free content. If you think you want to coach, go find them on YouTube. Go sign up for their email list. Go sign up for their group on Facebook and listen to them there. Like, there's literally nothing new under the sun. You will be directed if you go look. Um, and then when you, I think once you've established yourself and you've gotten to a certain level, this is what I believe, is that we all have set points in our mind of where we're, we, let me see if I can articulate it well. Like where we can earn, where we earn to, because we've set ourselves at this limit. And I don't think we can move past that limit unless we hire a coach or somehow get therapy or whatever it is you need to get to that next limit. Because we all have like a ceiling, right? Where we're like, okay, I got to this ceiling. I worked my ass off. I got there. And then we kind of, 
sometimes we even crash or burn and go back down. Yeah. Because we don't, for whatever reason, we don't think we're worthy or we don't think whatever it is. But I don't think that we can go past those set points that we have in our life unless we deliberately work. We recognize where they are and then we say, okay, I can't get myself past this without doing whatever it is I need to do, whether it's traditional therapy or a coach or a business mentor or whatever it is. Um, but again, I would highly recommend that you're making enough money to be able to pay for them. I don't, I, I think that, that there's a lot of bad advice given in this field where people are like, you'll never, you won't make money unless you spend money, you know? Yeah. And people are like, well, I have a credit card. I can put it on my credit card. And they promised me that I'll make $10,000 in a month. So I'll be able to pay it off. And 40 years later, they're still paying their freaking coach off that they never made money from. Right. So, so I don't, I don't in any way recommend that you do that. Do it when you can afford it. Like right now, I work with Kevin and Bond Halbert. Their dad was Gary Halbert. If you know anything about copywriting, he's like the king of copywriting. Okay, so they were trained by him since they were like 10 years old. I belong to a mastermind with them and I got in and it's cheap. It's like less than $100 a month that I pay for private individual lessons with them or there's like eight or 10 people in a group and they go over our writing and they critique it for us and they give us lessons and they bring people in from like Mike Morgan is an Agora writer or I, I mean I can go with Caleb O'Dowd, like all these really very well-known writers and they bring them in and we can ask them individual 10 questions well less than 100 bucks a month is a big like a huge cheap cheapo deal for that right yeah it is so but like i found them like some weird way like i was in all these copywriting groups and then all of a sudden i came across them and then they were like oh we have this new plan and i was like okay i'm on i'm on it man Exactly. <laughs> I think it's about seizing the opportunity because if you did, if you were not looking for that, you wouldn't have known what you know now. And sometimes people get stuck when they don't know anything and they're not doing anything about it. Yes, I agree. And they, like we always say, like we don't know what we don't know. Right. So I, here's the, what I would recommend though. Like I kind of did it like the fast backwards way. And I, cause I started writing because I liked it and it was fun. And it literally took me like 15 years to know that there was like formulas <laughs> and people like, you know, like you want to get their attention and you want to, like, you want to build up desire and then you get their interest and like, and there's a CTA, a call to action and like all these things, like, I didn't know any of that. I just was like, I write and people like it and they buy from my customers, hmm. you know? And so I feel like not only did that make me grow more slowly, but it, it also um, made me question my, my abilities because I didn't talk the same language that people in the field talked that had taken all of the courses. 
right? And I'm not saying in any way you had to take the courses. Like there's books out there you can read, there's YouTube and everything, but if you're interested, go into groups and what you're interested in and ask people, like, what would you recommend I look at? What would you recommend I read? Or things like that, and then study it, yeah. you know? And then, and you can study it for cheap or free, but put the time in, like put the time in, do it and, and you'll get good. Right. And you'll, and you'll feel like, oh, I know what the hell I'm talking about. When people ask me a question, I know what I'm talking about. Exactly. That's true. I actually even had the pleasure of listening to someone's testimony on Clubhouse when she said that she literally ran her whole business, which is still running today, off Amy Porterfield's podcast. She literally went through the whole podcast, had no more episodes to, to listen to, started her business, and now she's flourishing. She's doing amazing with her business. So I don't think there's an excuse for failure right now, especially in 2021, when we have all these resources in front of us. You can literally ask anybody including your ai device on what you want to get and sometimes people don't know what to ask them some people are on youtube like i like you mentioned earlier that it depends on the platform they're on so if we now double down on youtube for example just out of the many um, um social media platforms or search engines what are the things that someone that has a not a facebook a youtube account what should they focus on when they're creating content as far as length, call to actions within the video, what their video files, their tags, because they miss out on those little things which make a huge difference. So what should they be focusing on so they don't feel wasted or burnt out? Okay, so, and I can tell you that I've recently taken some trainings with Evan Carmichael. And Evan is a very nice guy. You'll find him on on clubhouse sometimes but i've taken trainings at another um with some attorney groups and he has like over three million subscribers and he's and here's what i want people to know he he'll tell you i have three million subscribers it took me 11 years to get there Mm. like we all want like this like "Mm, i'm gonna get this growth like immediately and so i have one client that had so people always say consistency and I, I'm like, well, I agree and I disagree because my client had over 400 videos and he had less than a hundred subscribers. So there was no problem with him being consistent, but nobody was finding what he did. So you can be consistent until the cows come home. And if nobody's looking for what you're producing, nobody's going to see it or even if they're looking but you're not making it a bit like so it's it shows up when they're searching for it right so here's the things that i see that people do wrong and for youtube keep in mind the biggest metrics that i look at for my clients are watch time and average duration of views okay and then i also pay attention but it's not a not the biggest are impressions and click through rate. So watch time is basically all the people that came to your channel, how long they watch things. And the longer because he and this is how Evan puts it and I was trying to explain it to people and it, he says it so concisely is that 
a lot of people work hard to make their videos show up in a search and that is not what you want what you want is for youtube to suggest it mm. and so if you have youtube suggesting you it's free <laughs> okay and that's what impressions are and that's that's what the click-through rate is is the impressions are how many people is youtube showing your video your thumbnails to based on either not because they're searching for it but because they're watching something similar right or who knows what they looked for on google and it came up or whatever so don't this is goes back to my one of the original things i said is that we don't have to be unique like if you know what you're selling go to people that you would consider your competitor sort their videos by most popular and make videos that are along the same lines as their most popular videos okay don't copy their video i mean hopefully you have your own personality your own way of saying things but if like people like that like <laughs> i'm like always tell my clients like well why don't you give people what they like? <laughs> right. Like I, I write for immigration attorneys. So one thing people love are when are the embassies opening? And you know what? Every embassy opens when it wants to open. We have no idea. And we can't tell them why that embassy is open, why it's closed, when they'll get in. And every day people are like, when is this embassy opening? When is this embassy opening? And so I'm like, that's it. Tell them when is the embassy opening? And then we're going to say, we don't know. And they're going to come in in droves and be like, they're talking about embassy openings. <laughs> and even though we say over and over, we don't know when they're opening, people are like, oh, thank you so much for this video telling me you don't know when it's opening. And you're like, These people are crazy. <laughs> like, literally, people are crazy. <laughs> they're literally watching videos saying, we don't know the answer to your question. <laughs> and thousands of them are coming in. Right. So why am I going to tell the people, you want to know when the embassy's opening? I don't know. So I'm not going to tell you. Mm. Just tell them, I don't know. And people are like, okay, can I hire you? Okay, sure. <laughs> right? So go to people's channels that are similar to what you're teaching sort them you can go into anybody's channel and over on the right it says sort by and it defaults to most recent and just change that to popular okay the other big these are these are the huge things you have to make a thumbnail that people want to read I'm a writer. I have a hard writing really long thumbnails. It is hard. Okay. You want to do it like three words or less. And that's hard. <laughs> like it's tough to make sense. And like sometimes I write them and I'm like, oh my God, doesn't, I can't just publish it. I can't, I can't, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and that's what draws people in because so I always, when I make my thumbnails, look at them on your computer and then look at them on your phone, right? Because it changed a little bit during the pandemic, but 
usually over 60% of people are watching YouTube on their phones. Mm. So if they're scrolling through and they have a whole list of thumbnails, the one that's going to make them stop is the one that they can read that draws their eye, right? So right now, what draws people's eyes is like a big picture of your face and three words in very bold font and usually a black background and the words are like white and yellow alternate white and yellow or white and red but red can get fuzzy sometimes um so you have to be careful too because like a lot of people want green if you read some stuff like um, brian crestadino he has really good stuff about seo but he always says use green because that's the opposite of the YouTube colors, but we have a lot of people who are colorblind and they can't see green as well, right? And it also kind of fades into the background. So I always, I have graphic designers. I'm not a graphics person. When I make my graphics, people are like, that's pretty ugly. Yeah, it is. But you know what? Like I literally had an ad agency in December I was like, here's some Canva things that I made. And they were like, that's around, we will make our own. Well, mine got like all the impressions and theirs didn't get any. <laughs> so you can make ugly. Nobody cares, make ugly. Like any marketer out there will tell you, Kevin, Kevin Halbert always says, he's like, sometimes my best producing ad is the one that I spent five minutes on, sent out into the world, and I made millions of dollars from it. And the one I spent eight weeks on making super perfect and every word was there and every word was there made zero, right? So done is better than perfect. Get it done. So, okay, so your thumbnail is really important because that's what's gonna be seen. Scrolling past, that's to get you the impressions. And then for the click-through rate, if they see that thumbnail, they're like, oh, I'm interested in that. They're going to click on it. So that's how your click-through rate goes up. So we changed. I, I was making very pretty, bright-colored thumbnails, and we changed to that ugly, boring face, three words or less, and it increased our click-through rate by 3%, wow. which might not sound like a lot. But we had 100,000 impressions, so that's 3,000 more people that saw it in a week, right? Mm. So test it out. Track. I mean, that's a big thing. Hopefully, everybody's tracking their stats. Like, I'm kind of obsessive about it, and I track it. I look at it almost every day, but I keep a spreadsheet and write it down every week. And I, I go in and I'm like, okay, what was the most popular video? What wasn't the most popular? If this one's the most popular, can we make another one similar to this? You know, what? Um, for your title, again, Evan Carmichael says to do this. If you're looking at your competitors' most popular videos, copy their title. If you don't want it to be exactly like theirs, make it similar, but you want to have like less than 10 words you want to try to put the keywords at the beginning. How to and a or a number is always going to do better than anything else. And an odd number. Okay, people think better in odd numbers. So top three books to read to make yourself a millionaire. You know, five ways to not lose all your money. Whoever, whatever. So um, 
And then in the first paragraph, you want that to very closely mimic your first 30 to 60 seconds that are in your video. So a lot of people start their videos with intros, like a musical intro. They go and they pay someone and they get this snazzy little intro. I never do that for my clients ever. Okay. So I always, how much time, okay, so do you know how much time we have to capture somebody's attention when they click on an ad or click on a video? They say, I hear three to seven seconds, but I could be wrong. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, three to five seconds. Like what? Like time it, time it. Let's talk about it. Like here, here we go. Okay. I'm going to look at my thing right now. This is three, two, one, three seconds. What? What can I say in that? So you have to like say something right in the beginning that you want to hear. US Embassy's opening or how to make money on Pinterest or how to grow your YouTube channel. Like it's got to be right at the beginning. And then you have that in your title. You have that in the first paragraph, your description, because what happened was that people were finding um, really popular topics and they were putting that as their title and their description and not as their video. <laughs> and they started complaining to YouTube and YouTube was like, okay, people, <laughs> we're going to have our bots go through and they're going to listen to your video the first 30 to 60 seconds and it better match up to what this paragraph says. You know, it's like these, it's like these school moms, right? Right. Like, it better match up. And so if they don't, if they don't match up, they're going to knock you down in the algorithm and you're not going to be found in the suggested. You might show up in the search, but you're not going to be in the suggested. So, um, Put the keywords in there, please, please, for the love of God, please do not keyword stuff. Like I, you, I, I had a client, my growth is slow, takes about six months when I start with somebody, it's slow, 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 and then boink, and then it just keeps going up. Um, and they were unhappy with how slow it was. And I explained to all my clients, it's slow. It's not, I'm not going to be a miracle until after like six months and then I'm like god right I'll be walking on water for you so right <laughs> um so they went out and they hired a keyword stuffer yeah that was great so we got like paragraphs of like keyword nothing keyword nothing keyword nothing keyword nothing and it shot up for a month and now it's tanked again Mm. And I'm like, great. So now I have six more months trying to build you back up. If you had just given me two more months, we would have been there. So right. please, please don't do that. Um, make it make sense. I Timestamps are really important because Google, so Google owns YouTube, right? So when people are searching on Google, if your title description, title and description, key into what people are searching for on Google, they may bring up your YouTube video and they are more likely to do it if you have timestamps in it. So with the timestamps, you have to start at zero, 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 right? If you yeah. don't start at zero, zero, colon, zero, zero, it doesn't break it into the pieces that you want. Always put a 
a card in the beginning and it's like a suggested other video playlist thing like that oh here's a new here's a tip and here's the thing i don't know everything and a lot of times i tell people these tips they're like well i'm doing most of that and i'm like well you're not doing all of it or you want to be asking me exactly <laughs> i'm not telling people anything magical right like th these are just things that you should do as best practices you can learn them anywhere. If you watch the YouTube videos, they'll tell you the same things, but people don't do them because they think, I am a unique and special snowflake. I don't need to follow these rules. And then their videos don't get found, and then they're mad. And then they go and they ask 16 people, and then they hire someone for $5,000, and then they get their keyword stuffing, and then they take their channel. Mm. And then it happens again and again. <laughs> Make sure you put a card. Oh, so this is the tip I just found out. When you go into your video and you click share, it gives you a unique URL, right? We share that. If you go and make, create playlists, okay? And if you go into your playlist and you share it from the playlist link, when you send that to somebody, it will send them your entire playlist. And then your videos will play one after the other. If you send it to them from your video, it will show related videos that could be from anybody. So if you want to try to keep them on your channel, always share it from your playlist. Okay? Mm. So put a card in at the beginning, put a card in at the end, and then about a week or two after you post, go back to that video, see where it's dropping off. So you want to have like, it's flatline, flatline, if it goes down, you put a card right before it flatlines of a, of a popular video, okay? And then people will be jumping to that because that will pop up and they'll be like, oh, I'm getting bored, let me jump into the next one. But you have to do that and then, um, let's see, make a playlist, always go back and comment if you can. Um, I put tags in, but Evan Carmichael says tags don't really matter, but I put them in just to make myself feel better. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm gonna do the research and I'm gonna put the tags in, whether he says it or not, right? Um, and then like, I always put the date it was recorded, where it was recorded, um, tags. You can, uh, most best practices are also to put three tags at the top of the description. I hate that look and I don't, but, the channels that I've seen that have had really explosive growth have done that. So I'm like, okay, well, again, do I want to argue that like I'm this unique and special snowflake and I don't have to do it the way anybody else does? Or do I just want to get more people seeing my videos? I want more people seeing my videos. So try it. I mean, that's the big thing with any, any marketing. Test it. Put the tags in. Don't put the tags in. See if there's a difference. You know, um, if you're ever gonna make like short videos, so if you go and look where, cause you can watch the videos and you can see where people watch and see where they drop off and wherever there's a spot where they're watching, staying on, that would be the video parts that you wanna grab and like share. Most of my clients, we have an email list, we have a text list and we send out links when we post a video because the most important time is the first 24 hours. So if you can get more people watching it in the first 24 hours, then YouTube's gonna have more people see it. 
So that's why you always want to go back. You want to put it, answer any comments. You can put a pinned comment that says, thanks for watching. People never read the comments. Can I tell you, like, <laughs> like I have, we have, it's like crazy. Like we have phone numbers everywhere. Here's our phone number, here's our phone number, here's our phone number, here's our phone number. People are like, what's your phone number? <laughs> and you're like, I just showed you. <laughs> <laughs> and so just go ahead and give them their phone number, you know? Like, right. like it was in there. It's right here. Um, I have a standard like footer that I cut and paste in for all of my clients. The biggest thing with that, if you don't do anything else, this seems ridiculous, but for some reason it helps, is to say, share this video with a friend and copy the link for that video back into the description. Oh, the, the video link or the playlist link? Well, because when you're posting it, I do the video link because when you're posting it, it's right there over on the side. You can copy it. Right. And I just say, share with a friend, and I put it in there. And, and that's best practices with every YouTube person that I know, that they always put a link in there for that video. I don't know why. I'm like, duh, freaking YouTube. How stupid are you? <laughs> you can't see that I'm the one putting this in, but they can't. So, okay. Right. I'm going to put it in. Um, trying to think. Like, I haven't seen a difference with with short descriptions or long descriptions. So honestly, most of my clients' descriptions are quite long because I do I do put keywords, but I don't keyword stuff, right? And I do give a breakdown. And I have, on a lot of my clients, I've had people say, oh, I really like that you put the times in and I can jump to this part or I can jump to this part. Because again, you want the average view duration to be longer. So if you tell people, if they're not interested in watching about the U.S. Embassy is open, but they're interested in learning about the, you know, new Citizenship Act, then they can jump right to that, you know? And again, that's going to show up on Google searches more likely than other videos if you can get the key, if you can get the way people are asking about it in there. So a lot of times when I'm writing it, I also go to Google and I search, and then when you scroll down, Google shows you other ways people have searched for the same thing. Mm. That's okay, really so you smart. Go down. Yeah, so you scroll down, you're like, oh, how else did they ask this? Okay, I'll use that. I'll use that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, you always want to put a call to action, but it's usually like, call us. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not, I, because the thing is, is it, it's, I was a missionary for a church, right? When we walked up to people, people knew what we wanted. It wasn't like it was a surprise. It wasn't like, oh my God, you want me to find Jesus? No, like they knew, right? So that's what I feel like with like videos. What do people know you want? You want them to call you and buy from you. So is it a good practice to put one? Yeah, sure. But does it matter what it says? Not, not really. Again, people don't read. <laughs> they just don't. Like, they're like, what's your phone number? Here it is. Please call us. And you write it in, you know? Right. Like, you just, I just think it's kind of like when people have, like write bad things on your anywhere. And you're like, thank you so much for your words. <laughs> thank you for telling the algorithm people want to write. Like, don't even get offended because, like, 
I mean, there's sometimes you're gonna delete it because it's terrible, but yeah. sometimes you're just like, you hated me and yet you helped me. Thank you. That's right? that's true. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited to to see exactly how this plays out because the best practices are the ones that are done consistently. And now that you've mentioned, this is a whole masterclass, by the way, for YouTube, in case you guys are not figuring this out already. But it's like when you think about the tags, like you said, I see the hashtags, too. Are those the same things? Because YouTube allows you to have about three hashtags at the top. So is that what you were referring to or that's something different? So there's two kinds of tags. So there's tags that you put in the description. And yeah, you can put three hashtags at the top. But once you post it, if you so when you post your video, you go and you put the title, you put the description, and then you put it, there's a thing that says like see more. Yeah. You click on that, and there's a box down there for tags. And don't make those hashtags. Like, those literally should be what people are searching for on Google. Like, how to make money online, comma. And you have to put commas between them. So what I often do, this is what I do, create a Google Doc, and you're going to create your footer that you cut and paste every time, and you're going to put different keywords that you want to put in the tags and you can create a whole block and maybe you'll cut and paste them maybe you're like oh that that one didn't seem to work or oh because you can in your analytics you can see what people are searching for yeah right and so you get the top words that they're searching for so why not pick those put them in there if they're searching for those then put them in there and so you just put a comma between each one and it just is a way for them to show up when people are searching on Google or in, you know, in YouTube. But again, you want to be suggested, not searched for. So you want to be suggested because people are finding you, people are looking at you, people are commenting, people are watching it for a long time, they're clicking through, all of those things is what's going to help you. So, I mean, just keep testing until you find what works for your channel you know and um like last year one of my clients we did a five big things so i was i searched for like the miami times had a big article about five things to look for in u.s immigration in 2020 and i created a script about around that it was very i mean it was similar but it wasn't the same thing we got over 300,000 views Right? Well, we did the same thing this year. We have like 8,000 views. And I'm like, I'm not going to get butthurt about that. I'm just going to find something else that people want to learn. Right? Like, right. People aren't as interested in what's going to happen in 2021 because we have Biden instead of Trump. In 2020, they were all like, oh my God, we're going to be deported. Right? In 2021, they're like, we can take a breath. Now, is there going to be amnesty? Right? So we did this thing about amnesty and we got like over 100,000 views in January. Right? There's never going to be amnesty. Like you are pipe dreaming if you think there's going to be amnesty. But people hope. People want to know. Right? So anyway, so you just got to keep playing with it. And like don't don't be upset if it doesn't work. Then you go to the next thing. Like you're never... 
You know, like people just get so upset. So I'm like, oh my God, like Evan Particle has 3 million followers. If you go to his channel, some of his videos, his newer videos have like nine views. Okay. Wow. Right? Does he, is he like, oh my God, I can't, what am I? He's like, nope, just keep going forward. There's going to be some that resonate with people and there's going to be some that don't resonate with people. And yeah, would it be nice to 100% of the time have the same level of views all the time? Absolutely. But I don't know any channel that does that unless they throw boo-hoo bucks towards advertising. And is that really what your goal is? Mm -mm. I don't... You know, is that really getting you the clients that you want, the customers that you want, the reputation that you want? I don't think so. So I, I like I try to keep in mind that numbers are vanity. It's a vanity thing. Like I literally always say to my clients, if I get you 10 people calling like our YouTube numbers for all of my clients across the board, it's like people come in and they're like, take my money. It's really about your blue deep ocean strategy. Your, your what do they call it? The blue deep, the deep blue ocean strategy, and that's that's really what works. And you've mentioned something that's really got me to ask two questions before we close. And these two questions are really going to change someone's life. I I know by the answer that you're going to give. The first one is, what is the impact of TubeBuddy when you're using YouTube for ranking? And the second one is, how often and and that's, that's, that's a two-part question. How often in a week and how long per week should you have your videos with all those best practices applied? Okay. So can I be honest? Yes. I downloaded TubeBuddy and I can't figure that out. Like, I don't use it at all. Wow. <laughs> I... Somebody was like telling me like, oh, TubeBuddy's so great. And I was like, cool, let me check it out. And I was like, what is this crap? <laughs> so I, here's what helps me instead of TubeBuddy. So if you can get it to work for you, that's awesome. But I've never used it. So um, I've tried to. Uh, I like vidIQ. And the reason I like vidIQ is because I can look at people's tags and see what might be working for them. Like, this is so weird, but there's, you know, everybody wants to beat someone else. And so, like, I've seen some channels that have grown and they all put the tag of their competitor in their tags. So, mm. like, they'll put, like, Smith Law Firm. Smith Law, this is just um, not real names. So like Smith Lawfern has a million followers and gets a hundred thousand views on every video. And so they put Smith Lawfern in their tags and they're like Jones Lawfern. 
but they're putting Smith Law Firm in. And I'm like, well, that's kind of smart because if people are searching for Smith Law Firm, they're going to find that. So, like, so then I see what people are like. Maybe if I if I don't feel like I'm getting enough responses when I'm looking in Google and Google Trends and different things like that, then to go into other people's tags helps me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and VidIQ helps me do that. So that's what I use. Do I know if it helps 100%? I don't know. Makes me feel good because I feel like I'm getting tagged better than just on my own. Um, and then, okay, so length. Um, I will tell you what, the, what experts say is the at least 10 minutes because then YouTube can put into ads okay but I've I mean we've seen videos that are hours long right so again with watch time and average view duration when you go into your videos I I don't know off the top of my head what the percentage is that you want them to keep watching you certainly don't want them to stop at 30 seconds right (laughs) right um I'm thinking it's like 10% of your video, but like honestly, that's low. Like a lot of my clients, their video views are like 40 to 60% of the video, right? So if it was like 10%, I'd be like, they're shorter views. People don't watch as long on Facebook as they do on YouTube. Even though Facebook really wants you to do videos, people don't watch videos on Facebook as long for my clients. Might be different for other areas. Um, but but we've seen good, really good results with four minutes, and we've seen really good results with 20 minutes and two hours. So again, it's just test it, what your audience wants. And if you're giving people value, people are going to sit there and watch, right? Yeah. So like, oh, I would say try to, try to post at least once a week if you can. Look, if you're not posting at all, Make a goal to post once a month, okay? Hit that goal and then say, now I'm gonna post every other week. Hit that goal and then go to every week, okay? Because if you say to yourself, like if you're watching this and you're like, yes, I'm gonna build a YouTube channel, I'm gonna post every day and I'm gonna get a million views. And after like literally two days, you're going to be exhausted and you're going to be disappointed in yourself and you're not going to do anything and you're going to give up. And in three years, you'll be like signing up for a YouTube channel and you'll be like, I have a YouTube channel? Let me go look at those videos that I've never looked at. Exactly. (laughs) Right? So give yourself some grace. Just say, "Let, let me to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday. And... Do the minimum that you can. If you can, if you can get to weekly, pick one night a week. Okay, every Wednesday I'm going to do it. Every When you go into your analytics, it shows you when your audience is on YouTube. Okay? And so pick the time they're there. <laughs> it's like super rocket science. Right. Is your audience there? Oh, good. Make a video then. <laughs> exactly. And if you can, even if you don't do it live, if you post it as a premiere, it will appear as if it's live. And if you can, people come on and they make comments and you sit there and answer them. And it'll explode. People, YouTube will show it to everyone. People will be like, oh my God, they talked to me. 
it's amazing. Um, so, you know, just, just do what you can with the time that you have. If you can do weekly, pick a day and a time when your audience is there and then just as often as you can post it. If you have an email list, send out a link. If you have text lists, send out an invitation. If you, you know, have a big family that loves you, be like, come watch me so that, you know, they'll get some views. Please share this, you know, whatever you want. Um, so the big thing is, is like, if you have a YouTube video and you want to share it on your Facebook, put it in the first comment because every channel wants people to stay on their channel. So if you put it in the body of the text and you make people leave Facebook, Facebook's going to show it to fewer people right. because you're forcing people to leave their channel. Right. So you don't want to do that. So you always be like, Oh, I have a video about this. Come, It's in the first comment. Um, and then, mm. You know, just have fun with it. Um, does that does that help? Does that answer your question? Oh yeah, it definitely does. Are you sad that I don't use YouTube, <laughs> YouTube Buddy? <laughs> I know I've been using TubeBuddy because I'm more of SEO treated, and I've been able to see how it ranks people. Even the hashtags when you search for hashtag, you get all those videos with the hashtag. Recently, I just got to know that you can search for something specific on a hashtag in clubhouse so you always get to hear new things every day and i'm sure this is something that people are going to check vidiq versus TubeBuddy. what which is better at the end of the day you still got to do the work <laughs> you know right. so, so it, it's it's a very basic baseline bottom line fundamental and product so it definitely makes a lot of sense and today has been amazing i i'm so excited i'm glad that you were able to join the playroom today nina if, is there any way people can reach out to you? Is there anything that you have going on that people can tap into? You know, I'm just around. Honestly, I don't. I should write some. I should do a course, but just reach out to me on Instagram. I'm on uh, NETC, my initials, 23, or I'm on Clubhouse, Clear Marketing. Um, I just pop into different places. If people ask me, I'm happy to share with them my knowledge and tell them, you know, I'm happy to look at people's YouTube because pretty much like instantly I can tell them <laughs> people type things for themselves, not for others to find them. Like, stop thinking about it yourself, you big selfish jerk. Exactly. But we're all selfish jerks, so you have to write it to your selfish customers so they'll find you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wow. Thank you so much, Nina. This has been great. I'm sure people have taken notes. Make sure you rewind and just reach out to Nina because she's going to definitely help you through 2021 through YouTube. Thank you so much for having awesome. the, the time to spend here. And I look forward to having you in the next show. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome.